Hello, and welcome to Sharing the Manual podcast, brought to you by UInsure, where we journey with you to finish well financially. This journey takes you to an intersection of life and money coaching. As we all know, how you live out your life in all areas has lasting effects on your money. Now, it has been said that emotionally connected men and women have better finances. My name is Amy Yu, and if you've seen my last name, you know why I've shortened it. And I will be your host. I am so glad that you've joined us on what is sure to be a memorable adventure. One where no topic is off limits. We understand that all areas of our lives are intertwined. We will talk money, emotions, even emotions around your money. Raising kids, which is sure to be a hoot, as they say the darndest things. Dating, relationships, marriage, grief in so many forms. Whether it's a death, a divorce, an illness, or just your life not turning out how you thought it would. Cause that, my friends, is very real, and I know that firsthand. We will tackle life's epic fails, celebrate the wins, overcome the obstacles, address the mountains and valleys in each other's lives. No rock will go unturned. This podcast is one of real, honest, genuine, humorous conversations where we share stories that are sure to inspire you, encourage, equip, and empower you to live out your best life. Our goal is to build connections, community of belonging, as you, my dear, are not the only one. We are journeying and navigating this life together, and I hope that you're ready to dive right in. I am so excited. Today we have with us on Sharing the Manual podcast, Jeanette Anderson. You have so many ways to describe yourself, but we will go with the expansionist today. As a personal development facilitator for three decades and a business growth consultant and trainer for 40 years, she helps you get the four inches between your ears working so your business can work. I love that. That made me giggle, the four inches between your ears. Her obsession with entrepreneurism has its roots in surviving a dramatic and difficult childhood. Coming from lack and struggle had her commit to overcoming the not enough story, the lie that limits us all. That commitment persists as she shows thousands of women how to create the courage they need to make their next leap and profit from their passion. Jeanette will boldly take us where no one has taken us here on the Sharing the Manual podcast as she brings us the pleasure principle. I bet the listeners, we have their attention now, I'm sure. We are going to dive into why pleasure is critical to our well-being and our success. How can we create pleasure, giving ourselves permission for more of it? What can block us and how pleasure can tap us into our purpose? This is going to be an an absolute pleasure, Jeanette, to have you and have you share this with. Can we start with your why, that this is your passion and how you became the pleasure queen? Absolutely. I love that. One of my titles is the Why Whisperer, and I think our why is so important. So I love that you ask all of your guests that. Um, My why started very young in that tumultuous childhood. Uh, I grew up very poor and at times and at times very affluent, but um, depending on which husband my mother was married to, uh, (laughs) of the five that she was married to before I was eight. But at one point, I was begging her for the book Heidi. In all, in amongst all of the turmoil and the violence and so forth, I found my refuge in books. So I was five years old. I had learned how to read, and I was begging her for this book over and over, as only a very determined Aries child can. Please, can I have it? Please, please, please. How about now? How about now? Can we get it now? How about now? And finally, one day, she turned around and she yelled at me, "We can't afford it!" And I was so shocked but not by her saying that I had heard that most of my life, but I was shocked by the look on her face, by the despair and the sadness and the frustration and the pain. I remember viscerally to this day, 
over 55 years later, almost. Oh my God. Every time I do <laughs> um, and, and it was, it was shocking because I, I remember in that moment, even though I was a little girl, I remember deciding I never wanted to see that look on another person's face again, especially another woman. And as, as a child, we don't overcomplicate things. We're, it's wonderful. We learn how to make things very complicated, but as a child, we don't. So I heard problem, we need no money, solution, get money. So that was where I decided to have my very first business. I was going to have a business. And so I had seen someone have a garage sale and I decided I would do that. Mom was gone at work one day. It was 1964, so it was quite different than now. So I just hauled everything. I Someone was probably watching me, but I don't know who. So I hauled everything I could out of the house, knickknacks, small appliances, clothes, toys, whatever, and, and sold them. I could count money before I could read and, and probably before I could talk. I think I came out of the room <laughs> entrepreneurial, like with a briefcase. And, and uh, I was so proud. Mom came home and I went running up to her. I remember to this day, look, mom, look, $13.72. Now we can get the book, right? Problem, yeah. solution. Yeah. Unfortunately, that is not how she saw it. She was very dismayed that I had sold a lot of her stuff and she she was not uh, in any kind of mood for going around and collecting everything back. I got so the short version of this is I got spanked. She took my money. I had to go back and try and buy everything back. The kids wouldn't sell me back my toys, of course. So I lost most of my toys. I got most of her stuff back um, and I didn't get the book, at least not right away. So many people would say, well, that doesn't sound like a very successful first business venture. But it was very informative. I learned some things. I learned, one, that we can take our destiny into our own hands and that mm -hmm. entrepreneurship is a great way to do that. And that this story of lack, of not enough, is not true. I created abundance. I created a solution. I could have had the book, which led me to my second business lesson. Don't go into business with family. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, but not really, not really. I sorry. I say I'm kidding, but I'm shaking my head no. Um, so, anyways, the the really the the third lesson was that in that moment I had found my why. I wanted to empower, especially women, to learn how to overcome the not enough story, not enough money, not enough time, not enough of them, not good enough, not worthy enough, all of yeah. the variations to create abundance, to create taking their destiny into their own hands, solving problems, having what they want, being able to be who they wanted in the world because they were being entrepreneurial, they were giving their gifts, they were following the path of their purpose and their pleasure, which was a piece that came in later. But really my commitment at five years old was that I was not enough. It, it didn't articulate that way, the, this way at that time. The I don't want to see that look again was very clear to me. And the solution as business was very clear to me because then I continued to have businesses from that point forward. Um, and and the, the wanting to really work with women to create abundance was a path that I've been on my whole life, whether it's in the personal development work I've done, helping them find their abundant self-love and being their bodacious self, 
or whether it's helping them grow their business and really discover that they can have an impact, can make a meaningful difference and a magnificent living, right? Which is why I love the work that you do with women, well, with people really helping them change their mindset around money because that's really one of the biggest blocks and getting clear on how driven we are by our emotions, our thoughts, our Mm -hmm. mindset, our feelings, all of those things. So it's really important work that you do because it's a big part of and a manifestation of that not enough lie that there's not enough time, money, et cetera, in the world. So my whole life, whether I was facilitating personal development courses or doing business startup and turn around, whatever it was, was all about the, the being the difference that only you can be, the really tapping into our why, our purpose, our mission, whatever you want to call it, so that we can be purpose-led. And then as I went along and, and tried to learn everything I could about that and tried to really tap into it, one of the things that I realized was how integrally connected our purpose and pleasure are. Interesting. How pleasure is the opposite. The opposite of not enough is not enough. (laughs) Like enough is not the solution to not enough because enough is still based in scarcity. Mm -hmm. Enough is not abundant enough is getting by enough is bargaining for crumbs enough often has many connotations around it that that aren't you know abundant aren't happy and healthy um so for me uh the opposite of not enough was and and has become my stand in the world and underlines everything i do is that i want people to get that they matter and live like they do Mm. And so that's where, how do we do that? How do we get that we matter? Well, that's that piece of owning our value, overcoming the lie of not enough. But the live like we do, that's where pleasure comes in. Because it's so hard to live into our purpose. Well, it's impossible, I believe, if we're coming from shoulds and have tos, from being driven, from obligation, from any of those kinds of groundings, then it's not really purpose-driven it's ego-driven yeah because all those shoulds and have tos and so forth are, are from fear and fear is always from our ego so I I really did a whole exploration on pleasure throughout my life in various forms uh, including taking Mama Gina's uh, course on um, the School of Womanly Arts, which is all about pleasure and a bunch of other, you know, things. I taught a course called Sexy as a State of Mind that was all about pleasure. <laughs> um, and, and really, I think the antidote to not enough is to get that we matter and live like we do. And the living like we do has to include and embody discovering our path to pleasure because I believe, and I actually got in a meditation, a download, and this download was that the only path to pleasure, the only path to purpose that's actually clear and honest is pleasure. Purpose is never about suffering. Purpose is never about guilt or obligation. Purpose, meaning, mission, whatever you want to call it, is always about us being in our element, being our shiny bright selves is about pleasure, is about joy, is about fulfillment. And does it always feel that way when we're living it? No. 
Right. (laughs) Through pleasure. And if we don't have that, we're probably not on our path. We're probably off it and coming from the standard North American, you know, drive, push, kind of old patriarchal model. Yeah. Uh, Hustle. Yeah. Hustle. The hustle and grind. And that's the opposite of what I believe women are to bring in. Uh, you know, there's lots of talk about women and women's organizations and Dalai Lama said, Western women will cha- rule, change the world. Well, you know, it took me quite a while to understand why. And I think it's because of this. We are much more tied into, much more aware of, and much more mm, a conduit for pleasure. Mm, I like that conduit for pleasure. Yeah, that's what's going to shift things rather than coming from power over, rather than coming from um, the fear and scarcity, coming from pleasure and the being who we really are. So now how do we create that though? Like everything you're saying is so amazing and it's true. Like we really want, we do want more, more pleasure. We want to embody that. And we want to live like we matter. How do we do it when we live in a world of not enough, not enough, not enough? Yeah. So one thing is I really, uh, I love the work of Byron Katie. Uh, she is a woman and she does something called the work. And if you go and take a look on YouTube or whatever, she has a one sheet worksheet that is, basically a whole personal development course on one page. And she really has you just examine our beliefs. And the first question is, is it true? Yeah. And so this whole lie of not enough, the scarcity that has been woven into our culture and our society and our very beings is bullshit. Can I say that? (laughs) you can you totally can (laughs) utter bullshit it's it's the it's bs so it's bullshit and it's our belief system both and and it is if we look around if we look at the reality um you know just look and see is it true are you not smart enough well not smart enough for who based on what standard and and what are you using to measure are you not fat enough skinny enough pretty enough young enough old enough by what standard and whose definition and for what? For the love of God, there's whole generations of people who are 60 plus who are not done, but our society says, oh, you're finished. You're washed up, go retired, go away now, right? And yet there's this whole resurgence of what I call the wisdom workforce that it's just simply not true. So Mm -hmm. we got to look at these lies, these stories and start with, is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? And who would I be if I didn't tell this story? These stories do something for us. So one of the things that really helps is identifying who do you get to be or not be by holding on to your not enough story? Because it's an excuse. It gives us a way out. It gives us, uh, it gives, it serves us in some ways. It may seem perverse to use the word serves us, but it really does. Our belief system's whole job is to protect us. So Mm -hmm. these stories, these not enough stories, in some way get us to be or not be do or not do something and that is where we can start to look at okay what's the protection what's the benefit of this story and how do i get that need met another way that's the big thing that's different than a lot of people it's not just about okay bullying that belief because then that just gets it more entrenched and dug in or underground and subversive and sneaky. So it's about saying, what's the need that's not being met here? 
that's trying to be met by, by my belief system? Is it for yeah. safety? Is it for self-appreciation? Is it for getting valued? What is the need and how do I get that need met more directly and cleanly? When we do that, then the hooks of not enough lessen. They come out, they fall mm -hmm. away. When we get that, that A, it's not true. B, just like really start to examine it and take a look in the real world. And one of the best ways to do that is to say, is this true about someone you love? Well, if it's right. not about them, then does it make sense that it would be true about you? Are you just that much more of a heinous human being? Than <laughs> like seriously, get a go. Um, and, and really take a look at, is it your need to be special? Sometimes people's story of, I'm just so terrible. I'm just, I'm this, I'm that. I had a, I have a friend who calls herself bad wood, right? She's just bad wood. It's like, you know, it's actually just our ego's way for us to be special. Uh, so let's figure out a way to get that need met without having to put ourselves down and without right. having to tell the not enough story. So right. first, what is the story? Is it true? Secondly, how is it serving you? Even though that may seem like a perverse question, what's the need that's trying to be met and how do we meet it more directly, cleanly, and clearly? Because there's yeah. nothing wrong with the need, nothing wrong with wanting to be loved, nothing wrong with wanting to be valued, nothing wrong with wanting to be special. Oh yeah, we all want to be seen, known, and understood. Exactly. Like, honestly, that's our that's our that's our core need. Exactly. Yeah. So let's just do that, but let's do it honestly, directly, rather than the sneaky roundabout way of telling this not enough story and and so forth. And then uh, the next step is really permission for pleasure, because a lot mm. of times we think that our value comes from, uh, I know for sure I did, grew up with the uh, you know surviving and so forth, and it, it got ingrained in me that my value comes from doing the tough stuff yeah. that you know part of why I'm special is because I'm a survivor and I can do anything and I can pull anything off at the last minute and I can do the tough stuff yeah any belief because it means I have to work really hard all the time like I it's yuck right and it's taken a long time to overcome that one uh and to see where can my value come from that's not that can it right. come from something where there is ease and joy is it okay for it to be easy to be oh my easy. goodness so Jeanette so I have this saying and you're hitting it home like I have this saying that I thrive in chaos because clearly I have <laughs> my life displays this right that I thrive in chaos oh my goodness I want I want pleasure I want ease I want lightness yes so how about I, I thrive in in calm and light right, right? yeah because yeah. how could that be any better or worse? Neither is bad or right or good or good or bad, right or wrong. Neither. Like it's, there's nothing inherently bad with chaos or with, I, you know, my value comes from doing the tough stuff. It's just a hard way to live. Right. Yeah. And, yes. <laughs> and frankly, I would rather do the easier way and still trust that I am going to be valuable because that's the thing. Right. We do tough stuff because we really want to be valued and appreciated and loved and noticed. But we soften. That softens us. Yeah. Yeah. Like even so just we talking about it yeah. and, and saying it out loud, that's I can feel myself soften yeah. when I say, you know, that ease and yeah. lightness and you know pleasure yeah. I soften saying those things out loud yes absolutely and what's really important is to notice that you soften but you don't weaken yeah 
because just by we, saying that, just saying it out loud once was like, you know what? Yeah, this is for me. I want more pleasure. Yes. I want more peace and ease. Yeah. And we don't, we can, it's important because we can be as productive. We can be as powerful. We can be as amazing in our, in our softness and in our pleasure and in our ease and in our flow as we are in fact, more so than because it's more sustainable than when we are in our push and our drive and I have to, and our should. So it's more aligned, right? Yeah. And easier to access our truth. It's easier mm. to, to express who we are uh, because yeah. it's actually safer. We're not on guard and hypervigilant like we are when we're in the hard or in the right. chaos. Because we have to be on when we're surrounded by chaos, right? Otherwise, mm -hmm. the hell knows what's going to happen. Oh, so, uh, totally. Our sympathetic nervous system is yeah. on overdrive. All the time. And yeah. so then we wonder how come we're tired and we wonder how come <laughs> women's diseases are on the increase and so forth. It's because we're yeah. exhausting ourselves with that push. Whereas with pleasure, it is a pull, it is a longing, it's following that mm -hmm. longing. So you asked about how do we turn more to pleasure? Because sometimes that's a really challenging thing for especially a lot of women. When you say, well, what gives you pleasure? You get the deer in the headlight look. look. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. And they'll give you like usually the top three or four, bath, reading, wine, maybe shopping, you know, like they'll give you the standards and then they start to slow down and they go, um... Um, and they have a hard time answering that question. Why? Because we are not rewarded for um, pleasing ourselves. We are not encouraged to indulge mm. ourselves. We are not encouraged, yeah. supported, or uh, helped to follow our desires. We are encouraged by our society constantly to follow our obligations. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that you can't be responsible and still be let be pleasure led. Um, but really working to identify what gives you pleasure. So one of the ways to do that very practically, tap into your five senses or six, depending on your frame of reference. Uh, what do you what do you taste that you love? What do you smell that you love? What do you hear that that is delightful to your ears? Do you prefer silence? Do you prefer music? What kind of music? What what really luxuriates on your body kinesthetically? What do you appreciate and like? Just notice in your environment, what, what lights you up? Do you look at a cluttered corner and cringe? Or do you look at the beautiful flowers behind you and go, oh, ah, you know, do you come into your garage and see your rusted car and, and kind of go, wah, wah. Or <laughs> do you come into your home and go, ah, oh, this is my sanctuary and your shoulders drop? So pleasure is about attending to all of who we are, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, our five senses. So pursue those tracks to just ask yourself the question, what gives me pleasure physically? What gives me pleasure mentally? What gives me pleasure? And be curious. Don't try and analyze mm -hmm. the crap out of it. Be curious. Study yourself like you would someone that you were doing a, you know, a really loving experiment on. What is this person? What lights her up? When you notice yourself smiling, notice what it is. And you can right. even carry a little notebook. I recommend this, especially for women who are really disconnected from pleasure. Carry a little notebook. And anytime you notice yourself smiling or laughing, just dot down what the right. prompt was. Yeah, okay? what's happening around you, what's going on. You start yeah. to find themes to that. You will start to notice. Write out your ideal life or ideal day 
and then study it as if this is some other person to look for clues. What does this person really enjoy? I didn't think I was auditory until I did that. And I noticed there were several references to, I was taking saxophone lessons and a stereo and stuff. I was like, oh, I'm auditory. I then ah. started to attend to playing music or silence or really attending to it. And instantly I was happier and felt more grounded because I was just attending to that one thing that had previously been in a blind right. spot. Right. right. So write down, um, ask other people around you, when do you light up? When are you happy? Mm, when they yeah. notice you? Because sometimes we don't catch ourselves being happy. It's hard to observe that. So ask other people what makes you laugh or lighten up. Uh, and then and see if they can help you track down what the cause of that or the source of that is. So what situations do they see you happy in? And then you might have to figure out what is it about that? Is it that you're in connection with people? Is it that it's uh, social? You know, like you'll be a sleuth. Figure right. out like you would yeah. a great puzzle. Be curious. Be be delighted with the discovery. You know, little kids, part of the why they're so happy is everything is a delightful discovery. I love that delighted discovery. Yes, we do. We need to be more childlike. Like, yeah, so true. Some people take on pleasure as a um, as a chore and a to do. Don't put pleasure on your to do list, please. (laughs) Oh, so don't check that off. it on your to done list um listen for it and but really truly even if you literally have to write yourself a permission slip i your name hereby give myself permission to indulge in pleasure in every one of its forms and it will only make me happier healthier and more helpful to everyone around me than if i come from an empty cup one of the things we most have to realize as women is that if we don't fill our cups then we are not giving from our overflow and our abundance we're giving from scarcity and that yeah. serves no one. So the other practice, some practical things I would really quickly suggest is there's a book called Pussy by Regina Thomas Power. I know you're here for the good stuff. Uh, uh, pussy, you know, we're but, talking about pleasure and pussy. Like, oh my oh, gosh, yeah. Janelle, <laughs> where are you taking us? <laughs> Regina Thomas Hauer is uh, sometimes known as Mama Gina. She wrote this book and it really, she is the queen of really discovering pleasure. She wrote a couple of books 25 years ago, Mama Gina's Guide to Owning and Operating Men and Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. And she's fun and she's feisty, but she really does advocate for pleasure on every level, including physical and sexual. Um, The pussy is half half manual for how to really understand and, and claim your body and half pleasure exploration and philosophical treaties on why it is so important and so empowering for women to step into our pleasure. Interesting. So, um, I recommend the book. I recommend any of her work, any of her workshops, etc. Um, I recommend you write yourself a permission slip and put them everywhere. Put it on little post-its and write it. It's a habit to le- deprive of our, sorry. It is a habit to deprive ourselves and it is a habit to give to ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've been trained since we've been little to give to everyone else. Yeah. Time to learn how to give to ourselves. And it's not selfish. It is one of the biggest gifts you can give other people in your life because then you're coming from that full cup. So pleasure helps us. Last point I'll make is from a practical business point of view, business and life can be hard. Uh, And when we are coming from 
what pulls us, our desires, what we long to see in the world. It really does help us get out of bed in the morning. It really does help us stay on track and stay on, on focus. And when we follow our pleasure, it gives us what I call kind of a, a clue to your unique note in the choir. Your purpose, your difference that you make here, your why is unique to you. And, and one of the fastest ways to really find out what that organically is, is what lights you up. Right. Yes, it's also what we're stand against, what we're stand for and what we're stand against. But truly, I don't believe that we are designed to, to come from suffering and deprivation. We're designed to come from our overflow and from, you know, each of us delights in different things. I have a friend who's all about animals and another friend who just cares about kids, which is great because then I don't have to take care of either part of <laughs> They're on it. And so... Yeah. Each of us has our area that we bring our heart and our love to. And when we do that, because we're coming from pleasure versus from obligation, guilt, et cetera, et cetera, then it truly is a gift. So that's why I'm so passionate about it. That's why I want people to find their why and give yourself permission to explore and play with what gives you pleasure and just do an experiment. See whether or not if you do more of that, people like actually being around you more. Just, right. Yeah. You, know, you attract more clients. Your kids might come home for dinner. You know, <laughs> frankly, you're not as much of a bag as you are when we're deprived yeah. of pleasure, right? We cannot, we're we're angry. Women are angry a lot. Yeah. For various good reasons, but mostly because we are starved of pleasure. And the pathway to pleasure is we matter and we have to live like we matter. Exactly. Be delighted in the discovery. I've made so many notes. Oh my goodness, Jeanette, this is amazing. You are, you have given us tangible things that we can work through. And I never would have thought to think about my five senses mm -hmm. and to see what can bring me pleasure in each of those, mm -hmm. because those are simple little things that we can do daily. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be big. It could be something exactly. as simple as what smells nice to me today. Exactly. And, and put that near me. And so this has been great. I would love for you to share with our listeners how, how you serve them and how they can get in touch with you. Sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm a business coach. I'm a, a person who supports women in grabbing life by the ovaries and going for it. And the grabbing life by the ovaries and going for it in their personal life and in their business life, because I really think that as we shift, we shift the world. As yes. we come back home to who we truly are, then we are more able to be present for ourselves. We are more able to partner with men truly in the world. And that's what will actually get the world turned around. Not us becoming men, not us taking over and swinging the pendulum way over the other way. None of that. It's about really, truly learning how to partner first with ourselves yeah. and spirit or whatever that is for you with, um, you know, other women, because we're not really good at that with men in a true authentic way. And then when we do that, we are the source of the things that will turn the world around, which is basically love. So that said, that's my philosophy. I do a lot of work with women to, to, so they don't ever have to say, no, I can't buy you that book to their kids, that they actually have the ability to turn what they love into what they do and make a living from. So I do business coaching 
with experienced entrepreneurs predominantly who really just want to get their next 10 or tens or hundreds of clients, depending on what stage they're at. And I do that with training, with coaching, um, with, with consulting, a variety of different approaches. So people can reach out to me. Either they can join my free Facebook group on Facebook, uh, The Purpose and Profit Sisterhood. Uh, there's lots of resources, lots of training, lots of great tips in there. You don't have to be an entrepreneur, but by the way, I highly recommend you have a side hustle, even if you're an employee. Uh, there is a lot of freedom in it and a lot of flexibility. Um, and pleasure, and right? Pleasure. And pleasure. It's a good way to incorporate more pleasure because many of us don't bring enough of that to the work that we do. And by the Sweet. way, pleasure is not found, pleasure is created. Okay, so it's not about waiting for someone else to make your job pleasurable or your life pleasurable it's about you creating it right here right now like amy said in tangible simple little ways so you can come talk to me on facebook you my website is called bodacity.ca for canada b-o-d-a-c-i-t-y dot ca bodacity is bold plus audacious um and or you can just reach out to me at the purpose and profit sisterhood uh, or you can email me directly Jeanette at bodacity.ca and it's J-A-N-N-E-T-T-E because my mother just wanted to be difficult <laughs> at bodacity.ca. <laughs> she was interesting. <laughs> well, we all have that, right? We really exactly. all have a family story. That's for that's sure. Right. Exactly. And so let's leave our listeners with the wonderful thing you said that we have, we can take the destiny into our own hands mm-hmm. to live a pleasure-filled life. Absolutely. And it's not about when other people grant us that it's when we give ourselves that permission. So do that. What the hell are you waiting for? Let's do it now. Absolutely. Let's get it. Ladies, go get more pleasure in your life. And we leave you with that. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Jeanette. Thank you so much. We hope that you guys found this insightful. We encourage you to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on the new releases that are coming soon. Follow us on social media. Our platforms are LinkedIn and Instagram. Head over to the website and let us know if you wish to share your story, either on the podcast or even in a blog. Our website is youinsureinc.ca. Y-O-U-I-N-S-U-R-E-I-N-C. We too have newsletters as we give you our very own family recipes paired with tips and tricks so you can finish well too. Bye for now.